I have this terrible habit of turning my microphone off and on and off and on, and then I, by the time I get up here, I don't remember what I did. So excuse me for that. If you love your mom today, let me give, have you give her a big shout out. Come on, my church style. All right. Well, it is, our, it is our true goal today to honor our moms. We really want to honor our moms today. So today, moms, we are going to do our very best at doing that for you. Uh, as you leave and as you grab your kids, there'll be a special gift for you today I think you'll like. Um, I got a couple funny things I wanted to share with you as we jump into uh, thinking about moms today. I pulled these off the web, so don't hold me accountable if some of these are slightly cheesy, okay? All right, so uh, why is a computer so smart? It's because it listens to its motherboard. Come on, come on, you guys just come on, just roll with me, all right, come on. All right, here we go. Uh, Dad, do you know the difference, this is son speaking, Dad, do you know the difference between a pack of cookies and a pack of elephants? You've gotten those kind of questions? Dad said, no. Uh, Son says, then it's a good thing mom does the grocery shopping. (laughs) See, he wants cookies and not elephants, okay? All right, some of you guys, you'll catch that here in just a minute. Um, Yeah. All right, uh, let me give you a couple more here real quick. Uh, Let's see. All right, uh, how do you get a sleepy child up in the morning? Uh, Mom uh, mom says, I just put a cat in the bed. Uh, Well, how does that help? The dog's already there. (laughs) Okay, all right, uh, baby snake. Uh, Mommy, are we poisonous? Mommy snake, yes, son, why? Uh, I just bit my tongue, Okay. (laughs) All right, I'll only do a few more, okay? Uh, Sunday school teacher, tell me, Johnny, do you say prayers before eating? No, ma'am. I have a mom who cooks good. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, two boys, two sons, two boys talking back and forth. I think my mom is getting serious about straightening up my room once and for all. How do you know? She's learning to drive a bulldozer. <laughs> that was my mom for sure. All right. Uh, a mother mouse and a baby mouse were walking along one day, and suddenly, suddenly a cat attacks them. The mother mouse shouts, bark, and the cat runs away. See, the mother mouse says to her baby, now you see why it's important to learn a foreign language. <laughs> all right, I know. Okay, one more, one more. Um, <clears throat> I got all day. I got like a hundred of these. I don't even have to preach. This is easy. All right. <clears throat> uh, yeah, this one's cheesy, okay? Just, just laugh, all right? Uh, what did the mother broom say to the baby broom? You're supposed to say what? 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 Good, I'm glad you asked. It's time to go to sweep. Okay. All right. <clears throat> How are we today? Seriously, happy Mother's Day. Moms, I don't know how we could express to you that uh, if it were not for you, we would not be here. Uh, yes, that's true in a lot of ways, but every one of us, uh, every one of us have a mom, and uh, moms, you, you sacrifice like no other. You give your life, you sacrifice, you are so self, um, I mean, you're just, you're, you don't serve yourself, and uh, we're grateful for you today. In fact, I'm going to help you right out of the gates this morning. Um, with a verse that will help your kids forever honor you, all right? Scripture says, honor your father and your mother, right? Moms, do you like that verse? Huh? 
No, you don't like that verse. All right, I got a better one. All right, track with me. Here's a verse. This is not for the faint at heart. All right, some of you parents want to give your kids like little night night verses like John three sixteen. Not us. Not at my house. This is what we use that will ensure your kids honor their parents. All right, Proverbs thirty seventeen. Memorize this, kids. Kids, how many? Raise your hand if you're a kid in here. It's almost everybody. I know it's a joke. Okay. All right, Proverbs thirty seventeen says this. The eye that mocks a father, that scorns an aged mother, will be pecked out by the ravens of the valley and be eaten by the vultures. <laughs> yeah, honor your parents today. Come on, kids. Come on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We are going to get serious. <laughs> Promise. I want to give you a verse today that's going to kick things off that I believe embodies uh, what, a, what a mom really does. Uh, one of my favorite verses, I think I've used it probably in most every wedding that I've done. It speaks of, of, of what real love looks like. But I think on Mother's Day, this is what a mom looks like. 1 Corinthians 13 says this, Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor other, others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And it says that love never fails. This is why we love our moms. This is really why we love our moms. But I'm going to just say this morning, I bet there's some moms here this morning that would say, I would love to be appreciated. I would love to be valued. But the truth is, Every mom in this room feels inadequate. Am I right? How many of you, when I read that verse, it almost took the wind out of your sails because you thought, I've got to be all those things? <laughs> right? When I read that verse and I think of marriage, when I think of parenting, I just think, oh my gosh, love is patient. Love is kind. I would think that every mom, every dad, every parent in here if they'd be honest, are worried they're going to mess their kids' lives up. Would you agree? I think when you hear a verse like that, you think, I would love to be patient all the time, but I'm not. I would love to be kind all the time, but I just screamed at my, kid, at my kids on the way here because we dedicated them at this church this morning, <laughs> right? Um, I want to tell you something today that I think will help us tremendously. And I'm not going to tell you to work harder. I want to tell you this morning that I want you to go deeper. I don't think the point of today's message is to, to help you walk out of here with a greater sense of I can and will do more just by momming up, by, by just, just gritting my teeth and just being more patient, just, just loving more. This is not about working harder today. Today I want to really help us to look at what it looks like and the dividends it will pay if we will go deeper with Christ. If you have a Bible this morning, I want to show you Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. If you don't have a Bible today, if you're new to church, checking out, kicking tires, investigating the claims of, of this Jesus that we've, many of us have given our life to. Uh, we've got scripture up here on, on uh, screens. 
you got a smartphone, you want to look this verse up, this is a verse I think will help us, whether you're a mom, whether you're a dad, whether you're a student, college student, kid, or whoever you are, I think this is a verse that will help us tremendously all the days of our life. So here we have in Luke chapter 5, we've got Jesus teaching, and people have now assembled, and they're listening at this moment at like this guy who has just brought in a, a truth in an uncanny way. I mean, their ears, their hearts are just being opened wide up. And they, the, the crowd has assembled so much that they've pushed Jesus back to the edge of the water. And so he's on the edge of the water. There's all these boats lined up. And all of a sudden, Jesus goes into not just teaching all the people, but all of a sudden, there's a new purpose. Not a, not a different purpose, but a purpose that presents itself that he, that he shows us something about his love, about his grace, and about us as people to go deeper with him. So here we have Jesus teaching in Luke chapter 5, verse 3. It says, stepping into one of the boats, not all of the boats. He didn't, he didn't tiptoe and hop from boat to boat to boat to boat to make everybody, everybody happy. He picked a particular boat, and he steps in one boat, and it says that he asks a guy specifically named Simon. We know him to be Simon Peter, its owner. He asks Simon Peter, as he gets in his boat, to push the boat out a little further into the water. So he sits in the boat, and he continues to teach the crowd from there. I want you to know this morning that as we see Jesus choosing Simon's boat, you need to know that today, Jesus wants to get in your boat. He chooses you today. He chooses you, moms. There is no accident that you are a mom. God put in your parents the exact DNA in your dad, the exact DNA in your mom to put you on this planet for you to have purpose for your entire life. In the very same way we see, jump right off the very first part of this scripture. Jesus chooses Simon. God chooses us. And he calls us to push out a little bit further in the water with him. And it says when he'd finished speaking, he speaks specifically to Simon now. And he says to Simon, now go out even further. I want you to go where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Now, let me just, let me just relate here for just a moment when it comes to parenting. Um, I don't know if anybody worries more about our kids more than, than my bride on the front row, my kid's mom. Um, we, have, we have three kids. We, have, we raised uh, two girls for a pretty good period of time before all of a sudden we had a boy. And all of a sudden, you know, boys different than girls. My first two girls, man, they, they, they do school very, very well. They have no issues in school. Uh, one works extremely hard. One just like could close her eyes, do a couple of twirls and make straight A's. And, you know, when we come home with them, they tell us all about what went on with school and their teacher and what they study in the class and yada, yada, yada. When we, when we ask my son, J.D., how was school today, There's, we talk about two things all the way home. Two things, what he ate for lunch and what recess was like. That's what we talk about. I mean, food and what we played. 
Oh, we can't, it's like pulling teeth. We can't get information about what school was like other than those two things. I'll tell you this much. Um, when it comes to thinking about my son, obviously he has mama's heart, right? There's nothing like the love between a mom and a little guy. If you have boys, you, you know what that's like. My wife teases and says um, she didn't really feel like she became a mom until she had a son. <laughs> I know it to be true. Sometimes she says, I love you, baby, and she's talking to him. Um, that's, the, that's, the, that's a running joke in my house. But I'll tell you this much. Um, there are often times that Christy and I will get a date night away, and uh, we, have, we have professed that we aren't going to talk about kids, and that's never not happened. We've always talked about our kids. But most of our conversations revolve around, when it comes to J.D., my son, what's he going to be like when he grows over, older? How are we going to help him become the man he's going to become? And we think through and talk through, you know, like the whole acceptance thing. We pray for him to be accepted. We think about ways how we can help him be accepted and how he can do well in school and how we can try to do our very best to prepare him. And we we think through all those things. But oftentimes you and I both feel like there's just not enough of us to go around. How often do you feel as a parent like, I am not going to be able to do that good of a job. I'm potentially going to mess my kids up here. I mean, we, we feel like that. Sometimes we can just feel utterly like a failure. We want them to have, have great self-esteem. We want, we want to help them to, to be raised up where they're going to marry the right person, Right? Right now, some of you guys are in that scenario. Right now, you're saying, yes, no, yes, no. We like him. We don't like him. And it's just, I mean, you never, you never dreamt in a million years you'd be doing this, right? You did it when you were younger. You were dating, but now you're the parent, and you're going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we're in these, this boat again. But it's no accident that God has you in those shoes. It's no accident that God created you with a specific purpose. God picked you to be that child's parent. In verse 5, we see the story continue to unfold. In verse 5, Simon says, Master, as Jesus had asked them to go ahead and um, do some more things, he says to Jesus, We've worked hard all last night, and we didn't catch a thing. Sounds like a mom. You do things over and over. They're casting, and they've been casting, and they've been casting. They've been fishing and fishing and fishing. You guys do laundry and laundry and laundry, and you dishes and dishes and dishes, and you're like, how many times do I have to see these underwear, right? How many times do I have to do this, boys, you know? They worked all night long. They fished all night long. Jesus asked them, will you push a little bit deeper and will you drop your, your nets one more time? Just trust me on this. Just go a little deeper and drop your nets one more time. And I love Simon's response here. He says, all right, if you say so, I'll let the nets down one more time. Risking failure, risking, you know, embarrassment. Now, how do you guys realize that going deeper, getting really to know God 
always, always, always involves some level of obedience. It always involves obedience. For us to really know God and for us not to feel like, man, this is all on me. Just to woman up, to man up, to just work harder. No, Jesus says go deeper with me. And it always involves trusting him. Always involves faith. Always involves some level of obedience. So here's what they do. Put your nets down one more time. Verse 6, and this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. Verse 7, a shout for help brought their partners into the boat. So now they've got other people helping out. The nets are so full of fish, other people jump in the boat. They're helping pull up the, the fish. And soon with boats, more boats, they were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. And when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. This is our response. This is how we respond when we realize that he is trustworthy and we've not been trusting. Isn't that our response? How many times have you been giving all you've got, investing every bit you can think of in your kids, praying for them, working through homework, all the highs and lows of, of their emotions, and you're just riding that wave of their emotions. Been there, done that, right? Only to realize that, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm really not in control. I have a 16-year-old now, and I'm no longer driving for her. She drives herself. She is 16 years old, and now we're at home as brand-new parents of a new 16-year-old driver, and we're not with her any longer. That is, not on the, that is not there if someone pulls up and is ugly or not nice. I'm not there to defend my little girl. She's on her own, right? At the end of the day, what we realize is that God is trustworthy. He can be trusted. Going deeper, always, always, always. Trusting involves trusting God more. So Peter responds with this shame. Oh my gosh. I, I can't believe I've not been trusting him enough. With this guilt, I'm just condemning myself for blowing it, for not having enough, for making the mistake of just not trusting like I should have. But here's what I love, and here's what I love, not just about this passage, but about our Savior. Because there are often times that we look at our lives and we think, I've blown it as a dad. I've blown it as a mom. I don't have what it takes to be that verse in the beginning, patient, perfectly kind, not self-seeking. I blow it on all those. But notice Jesus' response to Peter when Peter realized, I've not been trusting, not been going deeper like I could have been. Jesus replies in verse 10. Jesus replies to Simon. says three words that are profound. Don't be afraid. You don't hear any condemnation in that. You know, there's no finger pointing. There's no, come on, Peter, what are you doing, dude? Seriously, could you not have trusted me more? Come on, Peter, what's the deal? Could you not have just been a little bit better, a little bit stronger, guided your guys a little bit better? No. 
He says, don't be afraid. I think the word today is stop worrying, stop worrying about what you can or cannot do as a parent. It's not trying harder. It's not momming up or dad up. I think I want to leave you with this thought today. When we've blown it, what does God do? When you're exhausted, what does God do? I think when we've blown it, I think when we're exhausted, I think he invites us to come closer. I think he just says, you're tired? Come a little bit deeper with me. You don't think you have what it takes as a mom? Truthfully, you probably don't. But come a little closer to me. This is the invitation that we see from the very beginning of the Bible all the way to now. It's an invitation for us to go deeper with God. I don't know about you, but this is what I need to hear. Because I can shame myself to death as it comes to being a dad, a husband, a pastor, father. Today's message isn't about working harder. It's all about going deeper. Pray with me. God, we think about you this morning and how you love us unconditionally. God, when we've blown it, when we've had a a, a serious lack and struggle with following you and trusting you, God, your response to us just blows my mind constantly. God, thank you for calling us to be moms, to be dads, to have purpose in this life. Thank you, God, that this life isn't purposeless, but you bring purpose to it. God, thank you for giving us purpose. And God, I thank you so much for inviting us into a relationship with you. God, thank you for giving us grace. And God, I pray that uh, as we wrap up this day, as we honor moms, we think about moms today. God, I pray for the man or the woman or the child here today that would say, "Um, I'm struggling here. I know I need Jesus, but I... I've never, I've never gone deeper. I've never stepped into the water. I've never opened my life up to, to um, being in a relationship with them. And I would just say to us this morning that Scripture says that, that all we have to do is confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts. And Jesus said he'd save us. So I invite you in this moment, if that's you this morning, you, you want to know that, you're, that you can have hope forever, that your sin can be forgiven, that the, that the sting of death, the idea of being gone and, and dying can be done away with through knowing Christ as Savior. I pray you would just in this moment, just simply with your mouth confessed and say, Jesus, I ask you to be the leader and forgiver of my life today. Come into my life and save me. We believe that if that's what you say and that's what you believe, that he's done that in this moment. God, I thank you for this church. I thank you, God, that you're raising up moms and dads, families that are leaning on you, that are finding faith and hope and strength through you. So God, I pray that every one of us today would take a step going a little bit deeper of obedience, of faith, 
and saying thanks to your grace for us. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen.